Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. It's 9.30 in 716. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazurowski. Humid start outside once again. Cloudy skies. 74 degrees in Buffalo. A 24-year-old Buffalo man has been charged with making an interstate threat after threatening on Twitter to kill black people at grocery stores. Rolick Walker allegedly created a Twitter account two days after the May 14th attack at Tops on Jefferson Avenue. He's accused of using that account to post that he and his associates planned on targeting Buffalo-area grocery stores according to the U.S. Attorney's Office. If convicted, he could spend five years behind bars. Bill's training camp keeps moving along, and fans lucky enough to get tickets have been enjoying every minute. WBEN's Brayton Wilson was at St. John Fisher. From St. John Fisher University, due to the COVID-19 pandemic, Bills fans have been able to enjoy the experience of getting back to training camp to get a look at the team with massive expectations for the 2022 season. I mean, they talk about Super Bowl hype and all that. I gotta say, this looks like it could be it. Oh God, I love it. This is great. We've come here, I don't know for how many years, but after two years off, It's good to be back. That's Bills fan Mike Ryan visiting camp from Tonawanda. For nearly two weeks, fans have flocked to St. John Fisher in Rochester to take in a number of training camp practices, which has certainly gotten fans in Western New York hyped for the upcoming season. However, on Friday night, the players get the chance to return to Orchard Park for a special return of the blue and red practice at Highmark Stadium. One of those players getting his first chance at playing, let alone practicing in front of the fans at Highmark Stadium, is first-year pass rusher Von Miller. The 33-year-old has played in three games in Orchard Park as a member of the Denver Broncos, but now he's on the home side of the sidelines, and he's certainly excited to see what Bill's Mafia is all about. I'm excited to see what they can do. You know, everybody you know, hypes him up, and everybody has so many great things to say, and, you know, I'm familiar with Bill's mafia but to see it up close and personal at the stadium man i'm excited about it more from thursday's visit to bill's training camp in rochester is available for you online brayton wilson wben.com news all right brayton thank you it is a big day for bill's fans tonight's bill's practice expect to have a pretty good crowd at the stadium watch out if you're in the area because it begins uh, right at about the time everyone gets out of work if People still go to work on Fridays during the summer. Yeah, that's true. Um, Tickets are needed for entry. All seating is general admission. Parking lots open at 3, gates open at 4, down at the stadium. Abbott Road by the stadium closes at 1. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell has chosen former New Jersey Attorney General Peter Harvey 
to hear the appeal of the six-game suspension for Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson. Watson's been suspended by independent disciplinary officer Sue Robinson, who concluded he violated the league's personal conduct policy after being accused of sexual misconduct by two dozen women in Texas. The league wants further discipline and appealed Robinson's ruling. The appeal gave the power back to Goodell to hand down punishment. Instead, he's chosen Harvey to hear the appeal. Well, you're paying more to cross the border. Toll hikes taking effect this week at the Lewiston Queens, Tim Rainbow, and Whirlpool Bridges into Canada. The new rates weren't announced. They went into place on the 1st. They were voted on on the 25th. So less than a week after that vote took place, the Niagara Falls Bridge Commission saying the toll hikes needed to recoup losses from the pandemic. The increase for cars went to 4 to $5. Same for limos and RVs. There's no increase at the Peace Bridge, which is under separate bridge management. The U.S. condemning the Chinese missile launches aimed at intimidating Taiwan and the U.S. The U.S. telling the world there is no reason for China's aggressive close-call missile strikes near China and Japan. China has chosen to overreact and use the speaker's visit as a pretext to increase provocative military activity. National Security Spokesman John Kirby saying China's aggression will not stop U.S. warships from patrolling international waters where some of those missiles landed. Andy Field, ABC News, Washington. New details about the filing of federal charges in the death of an EMT killed in a police shooting in Kentucky. More than two years after Breonna Taylor was shot to death in a botched drug raid, U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland announcing federal charges for four current and former Louisville Metro Police officers. Members of the place-based investigations unit falsified the affidavit used to obtain the search warrant. Prosecutors say Sergeant Cal Meany and detectives Joshua James and Kelly Goodlett knew the search warrant lacked probable cause. That's Faith Abube in Louisville. Brittany Griner's WNBA teammates reacting to her sentence of nearly a decade in a Russian prison camp. Brittany Griner's Phoenix Mercury teammates and opposing players held 42 seconds of silence before their game to show support for the basketball star sentenced to nine years in a Russian prison camp. 42, the number of Griner's jersey. Griner's coach emotional after the game. It was really tough to see VG today and to hear her words. President Biden calling the sentence unacceptable, saying it's one more reminder of what the world already knew. Russia is wrongfully detaining Brittany. All right, we'll have more on Brittany Griner and the sentence she received yesterday coming up this morning on WBEN. The Biden administration sounding the alarm over monkeypox. Here's WBEN's Max Ferry. The Biden administration declared Thursday afternoon monkeypox is now a public health emergency following a briefing from the Department of Health and Human Services. Professor-in-Chief of Infectious Disease at Jacobs School of Medicine, Dr. Thomas Russo, says there's a number of reasons as to why he thinks it has been declared a national emergency, such as to raise awareness as well as secure funding to help administer the vaccine. It's going to free up some resources. We're having increased dollars to go ahead and both Uh, test and treat patients, uh, and also some dollars in terms of trying to 
expedite some vaccine development. According to the CDC, the total confirmed cases in the United States are over 6,600. Nobody is immune from monkeypox, and Dr. Russo reminds us that there is no need for panic during this national emergency. This should not set off any panic. This outbreak at this time, albeit monkeypox can infect anyone, has been primarily in the social network of men who have sex with men. This is not a highly transmissible infectious disease like COVID. I'm Max Ferry, WBEN.com News. I mean, there is no need to panic during this national emergency. One of the craziest things I've ever heard. Right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Well, if you're uh, flying this weekend, anytime during the summer, uh, you might have some good news. We've been uh, talking about this throughout the week. If your flight's canceled or delayed, the government's saying it has your back. No more take-it-or-leave-it flight credits if an airline cancels or delays your flight. Transportation Department now telling carriers if there's a domestic flight, three-hour delay, six hours for international, the airline must give you a refund in seven days. Then the refund also applies if they change your arrival airport or add more stops or downgrade your seat. All right. Andy Field reporting there. Does it take effect immediately, I wonder? I uh, would hope so, because yeah. now is when people need it more than uh, any right. other time. Yeah, so listen up if you're if you're traveling anytime soon there. And another warning to travelers in search of bargain airfares. Scammers are preying on your desire for those frugal flights, and it could actually be more costly than paying the real price. Carolyn is a teacher who went online searching for cheaper airfare. When several sites popped up, she says she clicked on the one that seemed to have a flight that was exactly what she was looking for. I booked it. A little while later, I got a phone call saying this flight has been canceled. Instead, the provider offered an alternative, but she grew suspicious and asked for a refund, which never came. They also tacked on a $200 fee for themselves that I did not know about. And while Carolyn was able to get back some of her money by calling her credit card company, the Better Business Bureau says it's received more than 70 other reports of this scam. It's Andrew Dimbert, and what a nightmare scam that ends up costing you way more than I mean, come a on. full airfare. Um, it's just uh, trouble in disguise all the time. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast calls for mostly cloudy skies, warm and muggy today with scattered showers and some locally heavy downpours, temperatures in the low 80s. Few showers early this evening. Again, another warm and muggy evening. Overnight lows in the low 70s. On Saturday, partly sunny skies, temperatures in the mid to upper 80s, more of the same on Sunday. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Sam Radford is joining us this morning on WBEN from We the Parents in Buffalo. Buffalo Schools will be holding a news conference later today on a transportation survey of parents the district considering reimbursing parents to drive their kids to and from school because of the ongoing bus driver shortage. Sam, I just want to say to start, it's already August and, you know, the district is talking about looking at the survey results in September at their September meeting. I mean, what's the beginning of the school year going to look like? Well, good morning, uh, first of all. Yeah, so first, this is a great question. Um, You know, this is obviously something that um, should have probably been done, you know, back last year and, you know, February or March, you know, as they got ready to put together the budget. Um, But, you know, the superintendent at that time, Dr. Cash, was not open to looking um, at um, uh, this, this, this plan to reimburse parents. And so um, we knew, you know, part of the reason why we pushed 
this issue was because they told us, the board president told us back in April that when the school year started, our kids would, they didn't have a plan to pick up all the kids. And some of our kids would be continuing to stand at the bus stop. Because as you know, the whole of as the school year last year, they did not pick up kids every day. Every day, two to 500 kids were left at the bus stop, depending on, you know, how many bus drivers showed up to work on a given day. And they said that that would not change for the you know foreseeable future and so then we had a sense of urgency and we pushed um the board we pushed the new incoming superintendent to do something about it and this is an this is the effort in that direction so this is something that's been a problem you've pointed out it's not just last year it's been for years it exacerbated last year with the incredible shortage of bus drivers all across the country. Where do we stand right now with all the work in the last year since there's been this attention in creating a solution? Well, you know, actually, it has not been a lot of work. Um, you know, there was a problem, um, you know, and, you know, part of, to, to, to Dr. Williams, the new superintendent's credit, um, this is part of her New Day efforts. She one of the first things she did, she met with us and, and you know put together a committee um, back in June to begin to look at this problem. And so we got three suggestions on how to deal with it. But obviously, even if we able to you know get this survey information and come up with a plan that does this, it's still going to take at least till you know late October, probably before it's implemented. So we're looking at you know a couple of months where we will not be able to get all of our kids. Um, you know, picked up every day on time and, and, and get to school every day on time. The district is talking about a 58 and a half cent per mile reimbursement. What do you think? How do you think that'll go over? Again, you know, that's just the initial proposal right now. What we got to find out, you know, because um, all that stuff still can be worked out. The thing that we need to know right now is that can we get enough parents who have the ability and are willing to um, you know, transport their children to school to have a significant enough impact to, to where we need less um, bus drivers so we can get all the rest of the kids to school. So we got, so we, we the reason why we're doing this big press conference uh, today is because in our initial survey outreach, um, we got a really good response. We got almost 2,000 parents um, who said they would be willing to um, 2000 we got 2000 parents to respond to the survey of those 2000 parents that responded uh, we got close to 600 who said that they were willing to transport their children to and from school so what we want to do now is get a you know larger sampling so if we able to get you know 6 or 7000 you know parents to respond to the survey and know that we can you know get at least you know a couple thousand parents who um, I will to transport their kids. We know that that will put us in a position to where we will have enough buses to transport the kids to and from school every day on time and safely. And so that's really what this goal is. This goal is just to, you know, uh, find out if we got enough parents willing to do it. And then, um, you know, the current system that's already in place is, you know, for special ed students who transport their children is they just get paid for 58 percent, 58 cent a mile. Um, from the distance from their house to the school um, for every child that they trans, um, transport. Um, there are a couple of other models out there, you know, cities like uh, Philadelphia, you know, Chicago, Baltimore, they give a flat rate. Um, you know, you know, in this situation, is not a flat rate because some parents live closer to the school, some live further away. So it seems more fair to give parents the actual cost of going to and from school. And when you give a flat rate, you have to have a minimum level of attendance and um, in this way, you, you pay the parent for every day they bring their children to school and the days that they don't, you don't. 
So there's details to be worked out. But right now, step one is finding out, do we got enough parents who are willing to do it? Among those details, uh, Sam, you know, I'm just kind of thinking if this were in my own house, you know, uh, I think we would say, sure, I, I we can drive uh, my kid to school, but um, at, you know, like 6.30 in the morning, uh, like an hour or so before you open the doors, is that something else that might be brought to the attention that for a lot of parents in Buffalo, uh, they could do it, but at the school, you're going to need a, maybe a little bit more before classes actually begin? Yeah, that, that has definitely come up. Again, that's one of the reasons why this should have been being thought out last year in January or February, um, because, yeah, so, cause then it's going to require, you know, changes at the school building. But we the, 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 the after school picking up the kids later was really where the bigger impact was at because most parents are not off at 2.30 or 3.30 when the kids get out. Um, so that we've already built in an after-school program at all the schools so the kids can stay to school to this time to get them picked up. Um, but, again, you know, figuring out who can be there to receive the kids early um, at school is part of what we're um, talking about in the um, the transportation task force meeting that we have every week. We're talking with Sam Radford from We the Parents. Uh, Sam, what happens with liability if a parent is driving, let's say, a neighbor's child and something happens on the way to school? Yeah, so that's a really important point. So technically, um, the only thing a parent can commit to doing is bringing their child to school. Now, once a parent takes responsibility for bringing their child to school, um, if they send the child to school with somebody else, you know, that's on the parent. The person that the district will contract with is the parent. The parent will take responsibility for bringing their child to school. And so um, that's the only person that they and there is no liability for a parent bringing their own child to school. This isn't really a long-term solution, though, right? I mean, this is uh, good for a year or two to, you know, get kids in the classroom on time, but long-term, what needs to be done here? Great question. I mean, as a matter of fact, let me just say two things that relate to the long-term issue, um, because you're right. First of all, this is not a total solution. This won't necessarily solve the problem totally, you know, so um, it, because it, it, you said earlier uh, that there was a national bus driver shortage. And there is a national bus driver shortage. But that's not the reason. You know, one of the first things we found out in this in task force is that we have a, a surplus. We got thousands of people who have applied for the job um, uh, as a bus driver. We don't got a shortage of people who want to be bus drivers. The problem is they cannot pass, the vast majority of them cannot pass the CDL exam. So our issue is not uh, the number of people who want to be drivers, this is making sure kids, when they graduate from high school, they can read, write, and do math on grade level, and they're able to pass, you know, these CDLs. We got the same thing with the civil service exam. We can't get bus aides, not because there's not enough people applying to be bus aides. We can't get them get bus aides because we don't have enough people who can pass the civil service exam to be on there. So our challenge is making sure kids get to school every day on time, that they get properly educated, that they can read, write, and do math on grade level, they graduate college and career ready. So that's one of the ways, that's one of the part of the long-term solutions. But the more important part of our long-term solution is there is absolutely no reason for us to be busing 29,000 kids, 27 to 29,000 kids all across the city every day. Uh, it's just, we're not, we're no longer desegregating schools. So we're, we, once we get past the short-term solution, because right now we couldn't spend a lot of time looking at the long-term answers because we have the immediate problem of making sure we can pick up as many kids as possible in September and making sure by the winter time we are leaving no kids out, outside. 
So what we're trying to do is really solve the short-term problem that, you know, the, the previous superintendent should have been committed to solving, which he was willing to live with without solving. Um, you know, so, you know, we at the Buffalo Equity Coalition, Urban Think Tank, others have, you know, worked to, you know, get a change so we can start working on solutions. So one of the longer-term solutions that we hope to do is a refocus on community schools um, and having parents, you know, go to schools that are closer to their house. Um, you know, obviously, um, you may or may not know that one of the big changes coming this year is that we're also going to start putting three-year-olds on buses. We're going to start – the school district is going to start dealing with pre-K um, students three years old. And so – you know, we're concerned. We don't want to see three-year-olds on the buses with eighth graders. We want them to go to schools closest to their house where they can walk to school, their parents can bring them to school. So there are a lot of things in the long-term conversation that we have not been able to spend a lot of time on because we really got to solve this short-term problem. Yeah, a lot to sort out. Sam, thank you. We appreciate the time this morning. Thank you so much. You have a blessed day. That's Sam Radford from We the Parents. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.